0: Birthing from the Inside Out is a place where we gather to talk about how pregnancy and birth transform us. I'm your host, Shannon Backus, Certified Birth Doula and Childbirth Educator for over 10 years. I hope you'll grab a cup of coffee and join us for fun, gritty, and educational conversations all about birth. From detailed birth stories to insights from birth professionals and birth-related services, each episode will help you evaluate just how transformed by birth you've been from the inside out. Disclaimer, this podcast does not provide medical advice or diagnoses. All content is for educational purposes only. Seek the advice and recommendations of your medical practitioner. Have you enjoyed listening to Birthing from the Inside Out podcast? By now, we all know about the algorithm. By leaving your ratings and reviews on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, you'll help other people just like you find the show. Birth transforms us all from the inside out. So by simply following, rating, and reviewing, you'll be helping other families have positive transformational experiences as they carry these stories into their births. On today's episode, we are back for the final portion of my conversation with my guest Laurel. In the previous episode, Laurel helps us understand the trauma and experience of her first birth. If you haven't listened, pause this episode and go back to listen to the first episode with Laurel. In today's episode, we are going to discuss how her deep intentional work to heal her pelvic floor Multifaceted body work, intentionally choosing her provider and birth location, and mind work with her therapist. Laurel was transformed from the inside out during her second birth, which she describes as redemptive.
1: My biggest fear was that I wasn't going to be able to handle the pain. Because I've had this narrative of myself since I was little that I'm a weak person. And so this was like the biggest thing for me to take away the option of pain relief. And they didn't even have like nitrous oxide at the birth center. It was all, it was all going to be my mind and my doula and my midwives and my spouse. And we were going to do this thing. Leading into my, just a quick overview of my second birth, like we've been talking about trauma and I want to just talk about the other side of trauma, which is healing mm-hmm. and that it's possible because if the body keeps the score, then it also has to heal. Like it also can heal. Like mm-hmm. our bodies are amazing and incredible. And so are our minds and our spirits. And, you know, I'm sitting here actually nursing my, my 15 month old, who's mm-hmm. my second. baby. I'd love to, if we have a second, just Tell you about the ways in which like I really feel like with that sense of agency, with that renewed sense of ownership over my body, Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. And with that sort of like working on that that part that That working on that part of me that wanted to please. Mm -hmm. Like I was really able to make choices. Mm -hmm. I want to be careful because we can never control how a birth happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even if you make all the right choices, which I feel like I kind of did. I made a lot of really good choices my first birth Mm -hmm. and and what happened wasn't my fault. And if I look back, I'm like, I think I could have made some different choices that might have changed the way things ended up. But with my second daughter, so I got pregnant with Alina when I was about 18 months postpartum with Ruthie. So I feel like pretty quickly I was, I had worked through my trauma. Mm -hmm. I was feeling ready to have another baby. We were in San Diego at the time now that's, we had moved and I was like, Hell no, am I going to step into a hospital again if I can help it. Mm-hmm. So I started looking at alternative models of care and my mind went back to that birth center I had gone to that I was terrified about. And actually I was at a spinning babies training for my doula work and I I had met a couple other midwives and they were like, "Hey, we run this cool birth center." you should come have your baby here because mm-hmm. I was like five weeks pregnant. And I was like, I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, oh my gosh, come have your baby with us. So my husband and I toured and I immediately yeah, was heck. like, this, yeah, is I'm mm-hmm. this is where I'm going to have my baby. This is this is safe. I felt safe. Yeah. It was funny. We toured with yeah. Rosie. She was like one and a half or I don't know. Yeah, she would have been 18, 19, maybe 20 months. And she toddles into the birth center and the midwife who we were meeting with sat down on the floor and Rosie just climbed into her lap. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, my family is going to be safe here. Mm -hmm. And Rosie feels safe. And that was like, cha-ching. Like Mm -hmm. that was like, yep, sold. Okay. So I started care at the birth center. It's run by professional midwives you probably talk about this, but different than nurse midwives
0: mm-hmm.
1: and just trained differently through an apprenticeship model. That was really important to me too, because I didn't necessarily want to be with a provider who had been trained in the hospital system. Because we do have birth centers here that that have nurse midwives. And I've worked with a lot of amazing nurse midwives, nothing against them personally. I just knew that for me, I wanted to like really get out of that system that I had been traumatized in. And so I had the most amazing prenatal care and it's funny. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an academic. I exist in my head as a doula. I am very evidence-based and this birth center, Shannon was crunchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's way like sometimes a little bit, like, you know, you want me to put what in my vagina? Like a cloak of heart, <laughs> <you> know. <laughs> I
0: remember you sending me a link to the birth center website and I looked it over and I just kind of thought, Hmm, I don't know if they align with who you are, Laurel, but you were so sure about how you felt and how you were received there and how you were cared for. I just remember thinking like, yep, this is going to work
1: for her. Yeah. So now I call myself crunchy curious <laughs> after my birth center experience. And I'm, I'll take a herb. I'll do like a vaginal seeming, Like, yes, like sign me up now. <laughs> I think at the heart of it was like, I had people who were listening to me and who were, I mean, who took the time to even debrief. Like, I just remember this pivotal session with my midwife and I was like, what if this happens again? What if I start to get back labor? I'm so terrified. Cause a lot of fears came back up that I would have similar things happen. And my midwife said, okay, here's how we would have done this differently from step one. You would have called me and said, we're having back labor. You, me and your doula would have gotten you in this position that, you know, like she was just, painted the whole birth for me of what we could have done differently with a different model of care and a a real knowledge of physiologic birth. And I think that the biggest, my biggest fear was that I was, wasn't going to be able to handle the pain because I've had this narrative of myself since I was little, that I'm, that I'm a weak person. And so this was like the biggest thing for me to take away the option of pain relief. And they didn't even have like nitrous oxide at the birth center. It was all It was all going to be like my mind and my doula and my midwives and my spouse. And we were going to do this thing. So beautiful, beautiful experience with care. I did all, it's funny that we talked about spinning babies and me being afraid to do it because I did so much spinning babies with this pregnancy. I saw a spinning babies massage therapist who did micro adjustments. She's a midwife and spinning babies teacher. And she, she just like, spent like two hours on me, just like adjusting everything and checking all my ligaments. And it was just, I just felt so loved and cared for. And I felt so much more in my body, this pregnancy. It's funny knowing this baby, like knowing who Alina is, mm. she's, she's totally in the body. Rosie's in her head and mm. Alina's in her body. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny how that like the, these babies like mirrored their births almost. Mm. Mm-hmm. So with Alina really briefly, like I went into labor with her in the morning, similarly, My birth was about 18 hours. Spoiler alert, I had her at the birth center, (laughs) Mm -hmm. sort of half on land, half in the bathtub. I remember feeling some back labor and just getting into an intuitive position of like, I started doing, I just was leaning over and like doing some, I don't know. It was just more intuitive movement. My doula wasn't there yet. And I remember feeling the back labor go away. And then, of course, I'm, like, anxious about her position. So I checked. I'm, like, trying to do, like, a Leopold's maneuver on my stomach, you know, when I'm in labor. And I remember feeling, I'm, like, oh, I think she moved from the right to the left. I just remember I felt her turn. Like, I think she did a full. I think she did. She's trying to tell us about what it was. I think she did, like, a full arc rotation. And I think it, I, was, I was moving. I wasn't afraid. I was, mm-hmm. I was moving my body. Mm -hmm. So long story short, contractions started coming really, really regularly and really, really fast, which is Um, what
0: happens when your baby's in there.
1: Yes. And I remember walking around with my husband outside our house and saying like, like I had back to back to back. And I was just like, I think I'm gonna have this baby right here. So we got in the car and it was, you know, everything takes a long time in San Diego because of traffic, but It was at night. I was like 35 minutes in the car (laughs) and I definitely transitioned in the car because they were coming like every two minutes I got out and I was just felt like the baby was just going to drop out of me, got to the birth center, laid down for a couple contractions, got up, went to the bathroom and my water Ah. broke Mm -hmm. and she dropped. And I, I remember my midwife told me, you kept saying, she's in my butt, she's in my butt. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's how it felt. And so, and then I got in the tub and I probably pushed like maybe three times and she started to crown. My midwife did, did notice. She kind of started turtling when she was kind of like at that, like nose, like her nose was out. Do you remember this? Your nose came out? Yeah. And then, and then my midwife said, okay, Laurel, you have to get out of the tub. And I said, what? Mm. No (laughs) way!" I think she put me in a lunge long story short was a little, little bit of a shoulder dystocia. Mm -hmm. My midwife, you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My midwife resolved it like the pro she is, you know? And, and then Alina was born. Mm -hmm. So her head was born in the water. And then I think when they had put me in the lunge, like my booty had bounced up. And so her head got out of the water. Mm -hmm. That's why they had to take me out of the tub. Yeah, and
0: your midwife probably needed more space to yes. get you into that
1: lunging position to resolve yes. the shoulder dystocia. So then Alina was born. And I I remember, like, she came and they gave her to me. They passed her through because I was in kind of a hands and knees. And I just, blub, blub, blub. I just kept saying, like, she's here. Mm-hmm. Like she's here. And then there's this moment, I have a video of it, where she starts, she gives that first good cry. And then I just, like, lost it. Nah. Mm-hmm. I think I said I did it. Like, I was in disbelief that I could do that without without numbing myself. I could handle that amount of discomfort.
0: Let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor. Birthing from the Inside Out community, if you are pregnant or anywhere in your postpartum and dealing with any kind of low back pain, pelvic floor issues, or any other joint and muscle problems, Dr. Lauren Jordan at Jordan Spine and Rehab Center in Bloomington can help you. She specializes in women's health musculoskeletal care for the pregnant and postpartum mamas as well as kiddos. She will cater her treatment to help you achieve your goals and get back to living your life pain-free and functional. She's not your typical chiropractor though. Say no to long treatment plans and unnecessary extra treatments and say yes to specialized care with someone you can trust. Call or text Dr. Lauren Jordan directly at 309-431-2357. Again, That's 309-431-2357 to get an appointment scheduled today. I think it's amazing how you were able to do all of the work in between Rosie's birth and Alina's birth, and it's very evident and obvious that that work was fruitful in your life, that you were able to go into Alina's birth With a lot less fear, a lot less hesitation, maybe even a little bit less in your head.
1: Oh, yes. 100%.
0: And I think there is something to say about having your second baby. You know, it's a very different experience than having your first and not knowing what to expect, which I think can also produce a lot of fear in us. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it was great that you were able to do that work with your midwife and just figure out if this happens again, this could very well happen again. And if it happens again, how we're going to do things differently. I think, too, you know, just thinking about how empowered you felt at the end of Alina's birth and just repeating over and over again, I did it. We did it. Like, we're here. We're on the other side. I actually had that power within myself to bring my baby without the use of anybody's hands or without the use of medication I am so glad that you had that gift in that moment. And I think you probably carry that into the rest of your life. And I think that that birth probably transformed you in that way to know that you're not this weak person, that you do have the power within you to bring life into the world. And I think that that is a beautiful change to the narrative
1: that you have believed for so long. I a hundred percent agree. And like, I think looking back, I think one of the things I'm most proud of in my life so far has been the incredible amount of work that I did to, to heal my birth trauma. And I want to like, this is my research or academic brain that wants to say this too, but like that came because of a lot of privilege, Mm -hmm. like a lot of I had really good health insurance during my pregnancy, weirdly, just Mm -hmm. happened to be. And I was able to do things like like body work, like massage, and I went to pelvic floor PT. It wasn't just internal work that I was doing, like inside myself with my therapist, although that was very helpful. It was also like really getting in my body. Like I remember with my pelvic floor PT, because I had some some injuries, as you could imagine, from pushing for six hours and a vacuum Mm -hmm. delivery, Mm -hmm. some really intense injuries. And I just remember just feeling like I was broke. And it was my pelvic floor PT who I worked with in my pregnancy with Alina, where we talked about, here's how you push, you know, like, here's, Mm -hmm. here's how we're going to do it different this time. Let's strengthen this so that your birth goes different. Like, it wasn't just internal. It was, I did all kinds of stuff. I did massage. I did pelvic floor PT. I saw a nutritionist, a pregnancy nutritionist. And that was phenomenal. Like, oh, like, here's how to have, like, make a nutritious snack. (gasps) Yeah, it was great. I even, I kind of went outside of my comfort zone. I did some like energy healing, some Reiki healing. I tried acupuncture. I did some NET, like emotional therapy. I kind of tried it all. And I really truly believe that like it was body work and it was mind work. And I'm really grateful that I got a chance to do that, Mm -hmm. especially now as like a mother of two, I'm like, wow, what would it be like to have a massage every month? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I should have saved that for postpartum, but I'm hesitant to think of Rosie's birth experience as like necessary because I, because there were aspects of it that shouldn't have happened. Like we can say that and nod our heads. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I do think grief and loss in the way that birth trauma is, it's a loss of a birth experience that you wanted, Right. There can be invitation to use that for healing and to know yourself more. That doesn't excuse it because we're not fawning here anymore, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not freezing. We're mobilizing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like there's come an acceptance of it. You know, like I, I think I've earned an acceptance. Um, not Not an excuse, but like an acceptance of what happened. Mm-hmm. And again, like these are the things we love about birth. The things we love about birth are also the things that we hate that it's unpredictable, that it's not always in our control, that our bodies do things differently sometimes than we wish they did. Birth work is grief work. Mm -hmm. It really is. And having babies, like at some point you're going to grieve something from the start of your journey to conception till when they leave your house or continuing. I'm not a parent to adult children, but I would imagine there's grief (laughs) to be Mm -hmm. had there too, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, parenting is grief work. So Mm -hmm. Yeah. These births really transformed me, and now begins the whole cycle of reparenting and bringing littles into the world in ways that you know are different than maybe the ways that I was raised. And it's all invitation to to break cycles, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Laurel, was there anything that you perhaps
0: prepared to share with us today that I haven't asked you a question about or that you haven't gotten a chance to share with us yet?
1: I think the only thing that I that I would like to say, so I actually hemorrhaged with both of my births. I hemorrhaged after Rosie. I didn't really know what was going on. I think you actually were the one to tell me, oh yeah, you hemorrhaged. Mm-hmm. I didn't. It was just so shut down. I didn't even know. And they they managed it very quickly. Of course, they yanked my placenta out and shot me up with pitocin and everything. But I, I hemorrhaged also with Alina. My midwife thinks maybe that I had like a very slight laceration or tear when she came out, like a first degree, really just kind of a long tear. And she thinks that maybe it tore through an artery, mm-hmm. um, off of some things that she noticed. And similarly, I didn't know that I was hemorrhaging, but I would say it wasn't because. People were hustling and bustling to like shoot me up with meds. Thank God for Pitocin because it saves people's lives. But I didn't have any meds. I didn't get Pitocin. I don't think I got Pitocin with my hemorrhage. My midwife never even told me that I hemorrhaged because she was so focused on, you know, making sure I, I actually fainted and she was so focused on making sure baby was still on me and everyone was good. And when I look at my first birth with Rosie, I, I think trauma, I think traumatized, like I was traumatized. And when I look at my second birth and the, kind of the ending where I hemorrhaged, I was fainting every hour. I couldn't, I couldn't, I lost a lot of blood, but I look back and I wouldn't say it was traumatizing. I would say it was dramatic mm. <laughs> and it was physically traumatizing. Like I, I'm your girl for iron supplements. You, you know, like send me your people because I've tried them all and I know what works and I did some, you know. I did, I've done so much work to, to bring my iron levels back up because my hemoglobin went down, and I had to—I actually had to transfer and, and get a blood transfusion after. I wasn't afraid, not one single moment, because my midwives were so confident in me and their skills, even with the dystocia. Yeah, my baby got stuck, and she got him out. You know, mm-hmm. I just think the difference there is just so interesting. Like when you have providers that know what they're doing, that know physiologic birth or that even just support it, it's just an invitation for your fear to dissipate. Mm -hmm. Laurel,
0: is there anything that you want to share with expectant families that maybe you wish you knew before you had babies or that you, since having babies, you
1: would want to share with expectant families? Yeah, that's a hard question because it's like, do I put on my, my parent hat or my doula hat or my academic hat? And I'm going to try and combine them all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) one size never fits all and be wary of anybody in the birth world who is telling you everybody should do it this way because some people are not going to feel safe at a birth center and even if they have the most trauma-informed like consent forward care and some people can't give birth at a birth center some people really need the resources that a hospital has and some people wouldn't step foot in a birth center or a hospital and they know that the place to have their baby is at home and I just really think like, if you can cultivate a real, and this is for parenthood too, if you can really cultivate that sort of parent sense, that that sense of self that's saying, here's where you need to go. Listen to that. Even when I talk to my pediatrician now who I love, I, you know, I I love her. She's wonderful. She's super like not offended when I bring research articles in, you know, (laughs) which is what you need when you are an over researcher, but When she tells me stuff, sometimes I say like, nah, and then I go do something else because it's my mom's sense. Mm -hmm. And I trust that, but I didn't, you know, I didn't at the start of parenthood. And so giving yourself some grace of like, that will develop. And birth is just the first initiation into that, like really, truly digging into that sense of like, what, what is right for me, my body and my child. You know, and my family. That's that's a lesson I'm a toddler in, but I'm learning. You know, that's how I hope to empower my own my own doula clients is like how to cultivate that that mom gut, that parent gut. Dads have it too, and it's not it's not a gendered thing. I mean, there is some some deeper connection. You know, when you have your baby, but all parents have a parent gut, and if you can cultivate that, man, you're going to soar, and your kids are going to soar, and they're going to thrive.
0: I am just encouraged to have had this conversation with you today and to know that you vulnerably and intimately shared some really hard parts of your story, of your life story and of your birth story, and just how deeply and impactfully your life has been changed because of the transformation that happened in your birth experiences. And so just from the bottom of my heart, thank you for coming on and for sharing who you are and how you have been changed from the inside out by your births. And thank you, Alina, for joining us too and for sharing your thoughts about birth as well. I know babies on a cellular level remember their birth story. And if that's the first time anybody is hearing that fact, you can do some research on that. It's a really intriguing thought to think about how at the cellular level, we all remember parts of our birth. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day, Laurel, to be with us. And congratulations on your doctoral completion. That is so amazing. And I just really look forward to being a witness to all the change that is happening in your life and all the things that you're not just accomplishing, but the things that you are becoming. And I think your life is beautiful. And I think that you are doing such good work of taking this really hard thing that you lived through and blessing other people
1: through that hard. So thank you so much for joining us today. It was an honor to be here. Thanks for letting me share.
0: I'm looking forward to connecting with all of you dear listeners right back here in two weeks for another transformative short episode. I love how powerful stories are in our lives, how much they can change a person, how our stories tell others about who we are and where we are headed, and not just how much those stories can change us, but also change the trajectory of our lives. Thank you for spending time in your day to dive deep into stories of how birth has transformed all of us from
1: the inside out.